we started a show recently and it didn't work out. And I said to this person, honestly, I think it might be better if you go do this on your own. Like it's not super aligned. And that person said, I respect you even more for that. And it's cool. Awesome. But sometimes I don't want your money if it's not aligned. So that, that's another thing too. It's, it's people who care more about what they can do for you than what you can do for yourself. I think that's very important to understand. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Small Business Origins. You're tuned in to our nationwide search. We're looking for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell. And joining me virtually in the studio from New Hampshire today, I've got Kevin with Next Level University Podcast. Kevin, welcome to the show, man. John, thank you so much for having me. That intro got me pumped up. You and I were bobbing our heads in unison, so <laughs> I'm excited to chat, my friend. Yeah, man, I can't listen to that intro and not bob my head to it. It is a requirement of podcasts for us. We have to have a banging intro and it definitely it gets you in the place gets you in the mood gets you ready to learn about something that some people consider boring but it's business man i find it interesting and beyond that we bring the personal aspect into it to make it truly interesting and i know you're gonna have a cool story to tell because you've got some amazing things going on over there i love your studio the look of your wall back there with those acoustic panels if you're not tuned into our youtube channel and checking it out You've got to be, but I'm your host, John Kelly, aka John the Marketer on Instagram and TikTok. And we're just going to hop right into it, man. We start with an icebreaker question every single episode. Today's question is if you had to choose between having a cell phone or a vehicle, which one would you choose and why? Cell phone, because you can't rent a cell phone, you can always rent a vehicle. So, you, I, and I couldn't run my business without my phone at this point. So, definitely cell phone a million times out of a million times. Yeah, no, I have the exact same answer. My first thought that came to mind was Uber. I'm like, you know what? With a cell phone, I can always find a car, mm -hmm. but with a car, I can't always find a cell phone. So, uh, car phones went away a long time ago, right <laughs> as soon as they hit the market. I think this is something that is a no brainer question that we have to, uh, to answer it this way, man. Pass the test. First question, we passed the test. <laughs> and yeah, the car phone thing, I, I wasn't around then, or at least I wasn't driving then. I'm sure it was wild when it first happened, but it makes sense. It got phased out pretty quickly. Heck yeah. If you're looking to travel to more places than traditional commercial airlines can offer while experiencing the luxury, convenience, and comfort only a private aircraft can bring, you need to book with my friends at Haven Aero. They offer the easiest way to enjoy the extensive benefits of private air travel because you can access a wide variety of aircraft types and take advantage of far more destination options for direct flights into airports closer to your destination and on your schedule. Plus, you'll receive thoughtful personal attention to your comfort and lifestyle requests like getting to skip the lines and restrictive schedules of airline travel and enjoy all of the convenience and luxury of a private aircraft experience while saving time. Their aircraft are maintained to the highest standards, ensuring safe and reliable flights. Haven Aero takes the stress out of travel and allows you to arrive in style. If you're in the market, Haven Aero is there to support you when it comes time to buy or sell your aircraft. Buying or selling an aircraft can be a daunting task for any owner, and Haven Aero takes the guesswork out 
and provides maximum value for you. Their analytical approach to aircraft brokerage will leave you confident that your asset value is being maximized with minimal effort and minimal stress to the owner. Haven Arrow's team has extensive maintenance and operational experience, and they know how to avoid the extensive list of potential issues that arise during an aircraft sale or acquisition. Don't miss out on the benefits of flying private, whether it's through a private charter flight, aircraft ownership, or aircraft management. Make sure to mention you heard all about them from John the Marketer on the Small Business Origins podcast and visit havenarrow.com to learn more and book your flight today. That's www.havenarrow.com, H-A-V-E-N-A-E-R-O.com. But Kevin, we're here to talk about you, man. So tell me where you came from and how you got on this path of entrepreneurship and doing what you're doing today. Yeah, most of what I'm doing today is largely by accident. Very much didn't expect it. It's all unexpected, really. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I grew up in a small town called Uxbridge, Massachusetts. Didn't know my dad, didn't meet my dad until I was 27. And I knew early on, John, that I did not want to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew for sure I did not want to go to college. So after high school, I was training mixed martial arts, working at a gas station. After that, I just job hopped from job to job to job to job to job. Eventually, I got a unique opportunity What's in what's called weatherization. So weatherization is an industry where it's your job to save energy. So we would go into schools and we would work in the attics and the ceilings on the doors, the windows. And our goal was to save money for the school district. Ended up making six figures at 26, having quote unquote, everything you could ever want, sports car, dream body, girlfriend, all that happy jazz. And I still ended up sitting on the edge of a hotel bed the next year debating suicide. And when that happened, it really changed the paradigm of my life. And I ended up leaving that job and then going all in, in what we're doing today in podcasting, speaking and coaching. And I've never been more fulfilled ever. I didn't realize you could do this for a living. And I'm just very, very blessed and very grateful I get to chat with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I stumbled into podcasting myself and I knew that there was a way and avenue to make money on it because I, I had started in 2021. So it was a no brainer that you could, but I just kind of thought like along the same lines of there's no way that I can immediately create money off of it. There's no way that this is going to pay any type of bills. Like this can't be something that's a suitable business by itself, if you will. But you're right, dude, it's 100% a business. And it's not only just a business, but the market is absolutely huge. And this podcast alone, back when we were the Beef Podcast, when we were getting ready to launch, we had seven to 10 episodes ready to go. We were going to launch three on our first day. And we had to go back and change and re-edit all of those podcast episodes to have a whole new intro into it because we had a sponsor approach us before we ever even launched saying, hey, I like what you're doing. I want to throw some money at it. And we were like, you know, mind blown. We knew we could make money off podcasts and we were already doing it with other podcasts. But myself personally, man, I wasn't in that space. I had no clue. So I can't wait to unpack that. But I can't skip over some of the things that you said right there in that little personal intro. Thank you for opening up and being so vulnerable. You know, mental health is something that I've actually covered quite a bit on this show, usually from like a veteran space or first responder space. But, you know, you're 100% right with in business. It's not just and I say in business, in employment, in work, how you make money, how you pay your bills. It doesn't just come down to oh, I want to do something that I enjoy or, you know, whatever, because I don't want to have to feel like I'm working every single day. It comes down to burnout being a real thing and burnout being something that can absolutely cause you to want to end your life. You know, especially if you think about the pandemic and the things we went through there, 
where people were all of a sudden faced with this reality that their current business may not be able to pay them through this pandemic and things are changing and, you know, what are we going to do? And I know that the suicide rate climbed because of that. And all I can say is, for one, I am so glad that you're still here. I'm glad you made that pivot. But just tell me what clicked in your mind and made a change for you that actually just had you saying, you know what, I'm going to do something different and I'm not going to head down this path because I know that's a difficult thing to go through. Yeah, I reached out. So I always, anytime I get asked that question, I always talk about the importance of the quality of the community around you. I had a really good community. I had a really good circle of humans around me. And I reached out to one of my friends who is now the CEO of our company and my business partner. And I said, hey, Alan, I'm struggling, man. I don't I don't know what to do. I'm having these thoughts. I'm having these feelings. I feel hopeless, helpless. Here's a list. What do I do? And Alan, in his wisdom, said, so much has changed for you over the last couple of years, but your environments have stayed the same. I think you need to change your environment. I always think, John, what if I reached out to somebody who had the same limiting beliefs as me? What if I reached out to me? It's like, well, you need a job. I mean, nobody really likes their job, right? Isn't that normal? What are you going to go podcast? There's no way that's going to work for you. So I reached out to somebody who I knew had worked on themselves and I knew would have some form of answer. And then after that, he was really my mentor. I'm blessed. I mean, I've, I've had a mentor every day for free for the last six years and now he's my, my business partner. So I reached out, I asked for help, I asked for support. And I always say this, I believe the level of your relationships is directly correlated with the level of vulnerability in them. I was able to be vulnerable. We talked about what was real and luckily we did because that definitely has helped me to be who I am today. Yeah, I think that's kind of an inspiring part to come out of these stories here is that, uh, you know, I'm in a similar position here. I've got two high school buddies that I work with every single day inside of this office. And a lot of that has to do with podcasting. And then the other part of it has to do with marketing and it makes it feel more like we're just friends. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're friends that are here and we're doing what we love and somehow we're making money off of doing what we love versus it, it's not that feeling of like, I got to wake up today. I've got to go to the office. I have to get this work done. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. There are definitely those days we have where we're like, Jesus, man, we are so busy and we have so much to do. And how are we going to get through it all? And how are we going to make this work? But for the most part, what we do is something that we actually enjoy coming in to do. But beyond that, beyond the component of enjoying your work and making a living off of it and all of those things, you're right. We have a support group here that I know I can walk in, shut the door, sit down and talk to anybody in this office and say, hey, it may not even be as bad as, you know, feeling down, depressed or suicidal or anything crazy that is going to cause a major issue in my life. It could just be something as simple as I'm having a hard time dealing with this or it's not fun. I need some help. You know, it could be business related of, Hey, I've got too much on my plate today. I need to pass something off to somebody else, like help me and support me. And I don't even have to ask for it. It's just something that's going to already be offered and already be there. Even if it's in the form of, all right, we're going to check in for a monthly meeting and uh, figure out what everybody's got on their plate, what they've got going and how we can help each other out. Like we're going to prevent us getting to that point. So we don't have to react to it. We can be proactive ahead of time and kind of help with that, man. I think that's killer. It sounds amazing. So the next question is, what do y'all do? So obviously we're a podcast, right? So number one, we're a podcast. We do seven episodes a week. 
We do an episode every single day and wow. we're a self-improvement podcast, holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. Beautiful side of that is I get to talk about how to get better every day. The second beautiful side of that is behind the scenes, I'm always trying to get a little bit better, which in the grand scheme of things, your self-improvement set point will dictate your level of success. It just, it really, really is so closely connected. But below that, we have a bunch of different services where when you're coming up as a podcaster or a speaker or a coach, there are some things that you're going to need. You're going to need a website. If you have a podcast, you need production. If you are somebody who's busy, you need social media help. So we really just said, okay, what are the services that we would have found value from? Cool. Let's provide those at a very high level with our systems. So yeah, we have everything from podcast production, a website building to coaching, retreats, live events. We have a, a, an all-encompassing business at this point. Yeah, that's amazing. You're 100% correct. Everybody is going to need a support system in there that's going to help mm -hmm. them to produce the podcast, but then after that, publish the podcast, find all types of audiences that are even going to resonate with this so that you can continue to make money off of it yourself and then continue to pay a company uh, like yourself or like us that's going to be able to provide those services for you. And it's a lot of work. You know, I just sat today in like a podcast mixer type thing where a bunch of podcast hosts got together and we were just sharing ideas of, hey, what are you doing and what's working for you on, you know, not burning out in the podcast space and still wanting to record those episodes every day. I couldn't imagine seven episodes releasing <laughs> every single week. I was in a point where I was struggling just to get one out per week. And then, of course, now I just I found this huge group of people that wants to be on the show. So luckily I'm excited that we're going to be launching more than one episode per week, but it's probably going to be around the two mark. And it's just a whole nother level of stress trying to figure out how we're going to get that many episodes out. So kudos to y'all for being able to pump out that many, man. It's a lot of work. People don't understand that on the back end of it, you're right. A website, which is expensive in itself. If you really want that website to do well, it's got to be optimized for search engines on the, the back end of what you're creating. And then you may want to consider an SEO campaign or a Google ads campaign or advertising on certain players and the way that they do it, that kind of thing, man, there's so much that goes into it. So what does it look like? You know, if, if I'm sitting at home, I want to create a podcast. I want some support. What does it kind of look like for y'all, for your potential client? Who is that client? Who are you looking for? Yeah, it's probably very similar to you. Our, our ideal client is a busy entrepreneur who is somewhat financially free, where they realize, look, I'm going to hire somebody to do this. There's no way I'm going to do my own audio editing and video editing. How do I find somebody who has the credibility, credentials, and track record? So for us, that's really the audience, but it's really started to transition to our own podcast audience, which I'm very, very, very grateful for. And then we have everything from, I do consulting where you and I, I j literally just did a call before this, where it's just strategizing. Okay. Based on you know my 2000 episodes of experience, what have I seen? What's worked for us? How do you monetize? And then we have all the way up to shows that we fully produce. So we do all the audio editing, video editing, posting, YouTube clips, all that happy jazz. So it really depends on the person. Some people come in and it's just audio editing for a year and then maybe they up level or maybe they don't. I just want to make sure that whatever it is, it's sustainable. I don't, I don't want you to be paying money that you're never going to make back. That's not, it's not how to run a successful business in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. We tell our clients the same exact message all the time. It's like, th this isn't cliche. It's not our tagline or a sales pitch or anything else honest to God, what we want is for you to be successful and make more money off of what you're doing. Because 
you know, for us, it's a, it's a recurring revenue stream. And I'm sure that, you know, y'all have obviously something similar where you're Mm -hmm. paying for services every single month. And it's like, if you don't come back and that money isn't reoccurring for us through, you know, recurring payments, then what business is left for us to make money off of. And that means we have to have a good relationship with you in order to push it forward. So yeah. you're right, man. It sounds like we're extremely aligned right. and doing some really good stuff in this industry. Luckily, this industry is so huge that it means that there's many really good podcast producers out there. And so, you know, I have an answer for it, but I kind of want to hear what your thoughts are. How do I know which podcast production agency is right for me? Yeah, that is a great question. I think part of it comes down to the core values. So it's very clear based on the words that you just chose that we have similar core values. I just want you to win. It's It has to be a win-win. If you don't win, it's a loss for you. Like, obviously, it can't work that way. So yeah, I think it's it's important to understand what the core values are. It's important to see some sort of track record. Like, let me see some of the stuff you've produced. Uh, where have your shows ended up on the top charts? Who have you worked with? How many, what, like, what's the average lifespan of a podcast that you produce? What's the audio quality? What equipment do you suggest? One of my favorite questions to ask John is how. If you're working with a coach, you got to ask how. How did you get to where you are today? Because if somebody doesn't know, they're not going to have really good advice. It's like, well, I post it on social every day. It's like, all right, what else? Well, that was it. Okay. Well, how are you going to help me? So yeah, I think it, you have to go in with some questions that will reveal awarenesses. And then you can always look at some of the proof of concept work that they have out there in the world. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the variables are so large in this space that I don't think there's a one size fits all. And what worries me the most with marketing agencies, production agencies, all those types of things. And so I know you've seen all of this as well as those that can just promise results and guarantee results and all this stuff. And it's like, first of all, we're an experienced marketing agency, you know, and some of the things, the podcasts that we have produced are absolutely top tier podcasts. Some of them that we do are just, you know, kind of not bottom of the barrel or anything. They're, they're great content. It's just that they're smaller level, you know, it's, it's not a celebrity level podcast. So there's plenty of really good things that you can do in marketing and in podcast production that sometimes just don't work out, you know, for some reason, for whatever reason it is, there's just Sometimes it's like you can spend all the money on it. You can have the best production, the best content, everything on it is gold. And then it just doesn't take off or resonate with an audience. Or I think what's hard for a lot of people in our industry to understand is just keeping at it and being consistent with it because it's not a short term overnight success for anyone who's not a celebrity. This is something that takes, you know, months, years, whatever to build. And it's like you've got to just stay consistent in it. So I fear that a lot of people talk to marketing agencies and podcast producers or video producers or whomever. And then they get this message of like, well, as soon as I start, this is the the key thing that you always needed was to give me thousands of dollars. And then you're <laughs> going to have an overnight success. It's going to be amazing. And if it's not, I can guarantee that you'll get your money back or whatever the, the pitch may be. And it's like, well, then they're doing something to get you some download numbers that aren't going to help you in the long run. Like there's definitely some things to, to stay away from, if you will. So I guess that's kind of where my next question comes from is what is it that you don't think somebody who's getting into this space needs from certain agencies, like things to steer away from red flags, if you will? Oh, man. I mean, so many. <laughs> yeah, right. Anything non-organic. That's number one. I started with a client recently and he's like, yeah, we're getting 15,000 downloads a month. And I was like, hold on. 
I don't think so. There's no way you're getting 15. I've seen your content. I've listened to your show. I've seen your mm-hmm. reviews. I've seen your reviews. There's a correlation between listens and reviews. I said, yeah. there's no way. I said, tell me more. And they're like, well, somebody's helping me with marketing. Okay, what does that mean? And then we got down, to, right? So honestly, stay away from people who are, and to your point, John, and I'm glad you and I are on the same page. I love it. Stay away from the people who are saying you're going to get X amount of results in X amount of days. That's it. That, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Because honestly, the people who succeed are the ones who do it the longest. And the ones who do it the longest won't take advantage of you by telling you you can do it in the shortest amount of time. It doesn't work that way, right? Like there's certain things that just take time. And the other thing too, and again, I'm weird about this, but be careful of people who are entitled to success. And they think, well, you have a podcast that should be the top one in the world. No, it shouldn't. Why should it? You're not that good yet, maybe, potentially. Or you haven't added that much value yet. That, make sure people are, they're basing what they can get you off of you, not off of themselves. To your point, there are some people that I had a, I, we started a show recently and it didn't work out. And I said to this person, honestly, I think it might be better if you go do this on your own. Like it's not super aligned. And that person said, I respect you even more for that. And it's cool. Awesome. But sometimes I don't want your money if it's not aligned. So that, that's another thing too. It's, it's people who care more about what they can do for you than what you can do for yourself. I think that's very important to understand. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's called, you know, like firing your client, that kind of thing. And, and it seems like such a backwards concept, but you're right. Anyone who's worth their, their weight, they're going to know that not everyone is their client, but I think it's easy. Like you, I was on a call earlier before we hopped on this thing and it was another marketing agency that, you know, we're friendly with, we talk to and, and partner with on some things and, That's exactly what we were discussing was, I don't want your money so bad, even when I'm down for money, that I'm willing to either A, put up with things out of you that I wouldn't put up with out of other people, or B, that I'm going to take your money knowing I'm not going to cause a positive reaction in your life. Because when you do, it's just going to cause negative feelings to come up, bad reviews on Google and Facebook and social media in general. And it's just going to cause friction and issues. And we've had some very serious conversations. I was a hungry salesman when I started, man. And it was all about, I will get in front of anyone and I will make anyone fit as a client for us because I can get that sale. And it's like, yeah, you can talk somebody who's a bad fit into a sale if you're a good salesman, but it's a better salesman that's able to walk away from the table and say, hey, you know what? This isn't a good fit. I think the best thing to do is like you said, either encourage them, you can do this on your own and hear some DIY things and tips that I can give you, or even to refer them to someone else, you know, and say, Hey, this is not my expertise in this space, but this person here is a friend of mine. And I think that you're going to get along well with them and, you know, go find that out and see and see if they can work better for you. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I know that in the beginning, there were a lot of people that said like charge X amount no matter what, like, this is what you should be charging. And it's like, no, I should be charging what's sustainable for my ideal client. Not, I don't have to have a high ticket firm because that's what everybody's doing. That's not what we're trying to do. I think to your point, you have to put the client first. I mean, if that's, if that's how you are going to grow your business, it's going to be by delivering quality services to people. And then that's when people talk, right? That's when people talk. And to your other point, A lot of people, and again, myself in the beginning for sure, you try to say, you know what, no matter what it is, we'll make this work. No matter what it is, we'll make this work. And then you start changing your systems and your processes, and then you can screw, you can screw up a lot of stuff (laughs) doing that. So it's a dangerous game. 
Yeah, that and that's the biggest part right there. I think people don't understand is it's like it's not that I'm not willing to change what I do in order to fit better and help you out. If it is something that is absolutely 100% doable without causing any further issue, yes, I will look into it. I will make whatever you know quick changes we can. We can have meetings on it, what have you. But when it fundamentally changes who you are, how you operate, that's when you run into those issues where you're like, oh my god, this just totally 100% fell through the cracks or turned out bad, plain and simple. I've been there, man. It's not a fun place to be. No. I had a client one time that said, hey, I'm leaving my job and I'm going into car sales. What do you suggest? And I was like, this is going to be wild. This advice I give you is going to be wild. Two things. Number one, actually solve people's problems. Number two, go with your personality. And this person did six figures their first year. When somebody's looking to buy a car, they're looking to buy a car. Don't just try yep. to get them, help them buy the thing they want to buy. It's simple. I think we've complicated it where you have to influence in a certain way and just be a good human being who helps other people get what they want as human beings and you'll win. You'll win more than most, especially in the long run. In the short run, you might not, but that's okay. That's okay. You want to win, you want to win in the long run, not the short run. I think for me, it's it's kind of easy and second nature because I like that relational marketing approach where I, I don't want to just come to you to get a sale. I want to know who you are, where you came from, why you do what you do. Probably the reason that I have a podcast with this kind of theme to it. And I want to understand that so that I can understand, second, where your vision is, you know, where you're going and what you see yourself doing. And then third, try and figure out how we can help you or maybe like we've been talking about, find out that we can't help you get to that point. And it's like, I want to be involved with you on another level besides just cutting a check to you know somebody to do project ABC for you. Like it goes way beyond that for me. So when it comes to your podcast, uh, I know the standard answer for us podcasters is you can find me anywhere you get your podcast, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, so I already know that you're on, of course, you're on Apple. Of course, you're on Spotify. Of course, you're on any of those millions of different distributors that we have out there and resources for podcasting, but how do I really connect with you and become a part of your audience so that I can learn from you? Yeah. I like when people DM me. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't because it's, it's a lot of work to keep up with DMs. If you send me a DM at never quit kid on Instagram, I'll get back to you and we can have a conversation and you can ask me questions. And that's what we've built our business and our brand on is you can get a hold of us. I mean, I think that's the best thing in the world. If you have a question, you can ask me a question. I had somebody message me and I got to get back to them. They left me nine audio messages, but they messaged <laughs> me and said, Hey, I can't afford coaching right now. So I'll reach out in the future. And I was like, can you just like, just in audio message, just verbally process what you're dealing with and I'll get to it as soon as I can. Will I be able to get to it as fast as I would if you were a client? No, because that would be irresponsible of me to my clients, but there's no reason I can't try to add value to your life. Right. Like let, let me create the boundary. Don't assume you have to let me create the boundary. I need to get better at it anyway. This is a good opportunity. And yeah, it was, it was in DM. So DM me at never quit kid on Instagram. That's the best place. Okay. Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, YouTube, any of those places, what kind of knowledge are you dishing out there for free every single day? Oh man. Anything that is involved with holistic self-improvement. So we talk about how to track your finances better. We talk about how to be in better shape. We talk about how to have a more authentic, aligned, connected relationship with your partner. We talk about setting boundaries, family, it's the deep stuff, honestly. It's not necessarily three steps to create a morning routine. 
I want to help you understand yourself at a deep, deep, deep level identity wise, because that's where the real change is facilitated anyway. So that's really for us, John, it's, it's self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere, holistic, well-rounded. That's what we're aiming for. So I know this is such a loaded question, please, but I just want to go with, you know, kind of wrapping everything up here. What is one piece of advice that if you can get across to everyone who's listening right now, everyone who ever has tuned into anything that you've produced, what's the one piece of advice you'd want to get across to them? From day to day, progress is invisible. From year to year, progress is impossible to miss. So do not base your results on what you're doing today for tomorrow. You got to understand this is a long lifetime game, right? I, I started tracking my calories with the intent to lose weight. I gained weight the first two days. If I quit then, I would have assumed I was broken and there was something wrong. I think a lot of people are doing that. So yeah, don't compare to other people, compare to where they were, where you are, if you're going to. And understand progress takes a long time and it's invisible in the small scale. But in the long scale, it's it's impossible to miss. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think it plays into what you said earlier about, you know, there's no three-step process, five-step process. I wish everyone could understand that when you see those headlines on Instagram reels and TikToks and everything else, we learn in this industry every single day that we have to do that. And the reason we have to is because we have such a short attention span as human beings that that's what's going to catch your eye. And then you're going to open it up and read because you want to know these five steps to easily lose weight or three steps to be a better person or two steps to improve this or, you know, whatever the case may be. But ultimately, I think that 99% of the time, even though we may start our headlines in that way to catch your attention, when you open it up, you realize these are the five core principles or the three core principles you need to stick to. But this is not an easy step-by-step -step process. And there's going to be step 2A, 2B, 2C, 2D, and you know, step 3A, 3B, 3C. And you're going to have so many other things that have to go into appropriately instituting these five or three steps or whatever the case may be into your life that really it's going to look like a 268 you know, step <laughs> phase at some point. And we can't put that on a headline and say, tune into our 268 things that you need to do in order to make this happen. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a great message, man. I hope that everyone got something out of this episode. I mean, I, I definitely think that you reach such a far level of people as far as those wanting to get into that self-improvement side. And then even maybe that self-improvement includes starting your own podcast or being a guest on podcasts or just listening to more podcasts. You know, it's, I think the podcasting industry as a whole, the audio side has caught up to the YouTube side of it used to be, you could watch a YouTube video for anything and everything. And you still can, uh, especially now that they figured out holy crap, this audio side of things is pretty big and we're going to start adding this to our channel. So I really hope that people understand that there is a podcast out there for you, no matter what you're interested in. I've never seen it, but I bet there's a Magic the Gathering podcast somewhere. You oh, know, yeah, um, sure. I mean, there it doesn't matter how niche of a market you're into or what you're into, what interests you. You can find it in podcasting. And I'm glad that you're appealing to a group of people that, you know, maybe you can use some of those personal stories and say, hey, I've been there. I felt that way. And here's why you shouldn't and how to improve yourself. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you having yeah. me. It was a wonderful conversation. And uh, yeah, I love it. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, opening up to us. It absolutely was a wonderful conversation. I definitely enjoyed it. And My listeners, pleasure. as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Small Business Origins. 
you've been on our hunt for a nationwide search for a while now. We're looking for every single entrepreneur that's got a story to tell. And part of that is you bring your friends, your family, or people or businesses you've come across and putting them on this show yourselves. We've got a huge network of people that we want to interact every single day and just help push each other up to the top over at smallbusinessorigin.com. So make sure that you're Going over there, checking out the website, getting involved, shooting over questions we can ask while we're on air with these people. And again, I just, I really appreciate you tuning in. It means the world to us. And please go follow our guests, check out everything Kevin has going on over there. There's so much going on, so many ways to get connected with other people. But as always, it's been another episode and stay beefy, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. You guys, check this out. They're going to love it. You're going to love it. 